Welcome to Meant to Be Mama podcast. We are your hosts, Meg and Sarah. Two women with one mission, unpacking the real and raw truths of infertility, pregnancy after loss, motherhood, and everything in between. Thank you for joining us today. We are so glad you're here. Hi, everyone. Welcome. This is Sarah. I definitely want to, in in light of our last episode, um, talking about how to tell your friends that you're pregnant um, or your friends going through loss or infertility um, that you're pregnant, I do have some news that I want to be sensitive about. Um, Meg and I talked about it uh, last night before um, – before we started recording, because I didn't, you know, I didn't want to surprise her on the air. Um, I found out a couple weeks ago that I am pregnant. Um, it's a good thing. Yeah, <laughs> which is exciting. It yeah. was unexpected, which um, I also know can be a little bit of a sensitive, um, a sensitive thing, you know, for anybody going through any kind of infertility. Um, but that is kind of, you know, the way it happened for us. We have an eight-month-old son, so um, we were not trying yet <laughs> for a second. And you're getting but, married next week. <laughs> yeah, we're getting married um, a week from tomorrow. This is – we're recording this. Um, yes, pre-recording. Like six weeks maybe before this is going to come out, so – or four weeks. We're, we're recording this um, in advance. So I'm getting married a week from tomorrow. I found out I was pregnant – um, maybe five weeks ago, I'm 10 weeks pregnant. So when this comes out, you'll right be now. 16 weeks pregnant? Yeah. Uh-huh. I yeah. think this will come out at the end of March, around the end of March. So yes, I will be, I guess, around 16 weeks. Um, Such a blessing. And I do want to share, like, being in this journey, like, I think the one thing that has helped me while being pregnant and also when I wasn't pregnant and would see people that are in the same struggle or had been through the same struggle get pregnant instead of it being like oh like I'm so upset like for some reason I was so happy that like someone in our corner who's going through what we're going through they got their answered prayer you know yeah I was the same way Yeah. Whenever I had a friend who struggled with loss or fertility get pregnant, even before I got pregnant, I, um, I was always really happy because it felt like a little bit of hope. So hopefully, you know, hopefully I can be that for anybody listening before, you know, you (laughs) turn it off. It's, this isn't just an episode, you know, about me being pregnant. Yay. Um, there have been a couple things already with this pregnancy that, um, have caused a lot of anxiety. Um, I mean, immediately when I took the pregnancy test, it was immediate anxiety. Um, so I guess I'll just, I'll get right into it. When I went for my eight week ultrasound, they found one healthy baby with a strong heartbeat and growing right on track for that, um, eight week ultrasound. They also found two empty, gestational sacs. Yeah. One of them stopped growing at five weeks and one of them stopped growing at six weeks. Um, so that means at one point this pregnancy was triplets. Um, do you have triplets in your family? No. 
I do have my. It's on the woman's side, so. Would it be? Would it be from my mom's side? My dad's sisters are twins, so that would be. I think it's just it's from the woman's genetics because the woman's the one that releases the amount of eggs. So So then maybe because my aunts are twins, so so it's definitely in your genetics. Yeah, somewhere. They did say that, you know, if we want more children, this is something to consider because um, if they see it happen once, it it's not that it's likely it'll happen again, but it can obviously happen again. So, um, so at one point it was triplets and two of the babies, um, they call it vanishing twin. So two of them vanished. So that could be a number of things. They said it could be genetic issues that happened with those two other ones, which scares the shit out of me because um, that's what happened with my first. Um, it could be that they were all like fighting for the best spot in my uterus and that one baby like got the best spot and the other two just like didn't. Um, so how are you handling that? I mean, at first I got the news and I was like, you know, I, I don't want this to sound bad, but like, I was like, is there any added risk to the baby that's in there right now? And they said, no. And my body will just absorb those sacs. They said mm-hmm. that technically they're blighted, ov- ov- blighted ova, Ovums. I think is the plural. Oh, yeah. Um, oh, yeah, plural. I don't know. I don't know. I I think that yeah. So I think technically they I have two blighted ova, um, mm-hmm. but they also call it vanishing twin or vanishing multiples. Um, so when they first told me, I was kind of like, "Well, thank God I'm not having triplets," because <laughs> yeah, I don't know how. Goes to like seven different places, I'm sure. Yeah, like going from one to four, like that sounds insane to me. And then so that was kind of the immediate, and then. And then very quickly after that was, well, wait, what happened to those other two? And they don't, you know, they just don't really know. So they were kind of like, this is just a weird thing that happens um, and sent me on my way. And I had been um, working with the midwife at my practice. So I came home um, and I started Googling what was going on because I just wanted to know um, know more about it. So one of the things that came up on the Google search was um, if you have vanishing twins or vanishing multiples, the remaining baby, if you're going to do any kind of genetic testing, um, is you're very likely to get false positives because those two extra sacs um, were could likely have been, there could have been genetic issues. So a blood test is going to take tissues from everything that's in there. So we don't actually know, you know, what's coming from that baby that's there. So I started freaking out a little bit um, because they didn't tell me any of this at the doctor's appointment. Um, I just like looked this up on Google. They told me I could go get the genetic testing. So I had scheduled an appointment for that. And then so I'm Googling. So I ended up emailing my good old Google always is going to make us (laughs) question everything. Now I'm like, thank God I Googled because I would have gone and done – I would have just done the genetic testing. I wouldn't have thought twice about it. And 
I very likely would have gotten a fall, hopefully a false positive, um, which my heart like couldn't handle. Plus when we found out about our first, we had gotten engaged and we found out four days after our engagement, the timing of this baby is I'm getting married at like 11 weeks and three days. So we're very likely going to find out about any genetic things like a couple days after oh our wedding. Gosh, so yeah. it is messing with me a little bit that like we could get into the same kind of situation. So kind of long story short, I went back and forth with my OB in Boston. I went back and forth with the midwife here in Florida. She connected me with the high risk specialist in Florida, which also makes me nervous just hearing those words. Um, of course. So I, I went in at nine weeks to meet with to meet with the high risk specialist, um, which I was very much not hoping to do with this pregnancy. Um, but I met with her. Um, of course, especially after loss and like what you've been through, you you just hope yeah. and pray that your next pregnancy is going to go smoothly. You know, it's like can I like, not have a high risk pregnancy this time? Yeah. Would be yeah, nice. That would be great. <laughs> um, thankfully, like knock on wood, like. Hopefully this is this becomes just a normal pregnancy and it absolutely can. Did you go to yeah, the high so, risk? You yeah. Said? So I did okay, go to the high risk day. specialist and I chatted with her. And basically, um, if I want to do genetic testing, they recommend not doing the regular blood test because um the chances of a false positive are pretty high. Um so the kind of the only way that I can do genetic testing is to do a CVS, which is what I did with my first, um, which is where they stick a needle like through your stomach into um, your uterus. That's what you did they, with winter? Yeah, because okay. we did the genetic testing that came back abnormal. We did the 12-week mm -hmm. ultrasound. They found incredible swelling all around her body. Yeah. That swelling alone was enough for them to say like, you're not going to have this. This is not a viable pregnancy, but you can go get more tests done to get like 100% answers. So that test was the CVS. So we ended up doing yes. that okay. with winter. So oh even gosh. just like hearing all of this again, I just started like bawling, crying in the office. And she was like- it Brings back like all the trauma that you- Yeah. It's just kind of like know, similar conversation. Like time to heal. Yeah. Yeah. Um, oh my gosh. Even though they're telling me, like, this baby is likely perfectly fine, like, is likely And then you're trying to, like, be normal. happy and positive and have hope and joy yeah. and all the feelings that come with like, having Like, they did a nine-week ultrasound yeah. also. There's a heartbeat. The baby's growing on target. Um, so, like, some people don't even do genetic testing. So it's like, yeah. you know, I could just opt not to do it and, like you know, have faith that everything is fine, but my anxiety and what happened with first, like just doesn't allow me to do yeah, that. So, yeah. um, so basically my only option for genetic testing is to do a CVS, which is when they stick a needle through, they go right into your uterus, into the correct gestational sac. They do it with an ultrasound. Um, and it gives you 100% accurate answers on like genetically, that what's specific. going on with that baby. The issue with the CVS is that there is a very, very small chance of miscarriage by doing the test. Oh my gosh. It is like, I 
I then checked back in with my OB in Boston and she was like, you know, it is a very low risk, but I'm not going to tell you the numbers are zero because they're not. Mm-hmm. Now you're having to make all these choices and decisions. Yeah, basically. Again. Now what, is there like a timeline when you can like – Yeah, you – Do you have to do the CVS before a certain amount of weeks? Yeah, you have to okay. do it between like 11 and 11 and 13 um, so of course, like right during your wedding, yeah. I am just, she actually said, she was like, you could come in and do it on Friday the 17th. And I was like, that is the day of my wedding. No. <laughs> and she was like, you could come in that Monday. And I was like, that is two days after my wedding. <laughs> um, and I just, I like, my mind is like, I don't want to get these results back four days after my wedding, because that is exactly what happened with our engagement. Yeah. And it's you just- pushed it out to like 13 weeks. I'm going to do it on the 22nd. Um, so it'll be like, okay. it'll be like four or five days after the wedding. Um, oh my gosh. And I'm just like, pre- you know, I feel like pregnancy after the loss, you have to tell yourself that just because it happened one time doesn't mean it's going to happen again. Mm-hmm. Um, this is yeah. a new pregnancy, like it's a new baby. Um, and you've had all good news about this baby, so yeah. it's like you just got to hold on to that. So it should, as much you know. You hopefully, it'll hopefully it'll all be okay. But it is just like. Do they say like? Is there like a statistic or like how is this like? A, does this happen normally to some people where they have vanishing twins? Like, yeah, apparently it does happen like a lot more than people know about. Um, Oftentimes, those gestational sacs will just go away even before your ultrasound. So, um, a lot of the times, this happens. And you have to do anything about those sacs? Like, will they continue to grow? No, they just get absorbed by your body. How crazy is that? That is wild. Yeah. Well, because I've had a wide ovum, and and I had to have the DNC That's what to I asked. remove that. I said I was like I have yeah. friends who have had blighted ovums or blighted over whatever the plural is, um, and they've had to have DNCs. And I was like, am I going to have to have a DNC? And they were like, no, that would like, no, you can't have that. Your body no. is just going to absorb mm-hmm. it. And like, we could have not told you, and you would never have even known. Um, what is a crazy. little crazy is at the nine week they found another <laughs> gestational sac. <laughs> Could you imagine? So they were like, it was definitely at one point triplets. It may have been quadruplets. <laughs> How insane. It's just like, here you go, Sarah. <laughs> they were like, there were two. So there was oh there was the gosh. baby in a sack and then there were two like yeah. perfect gestational sacks, like clear as could be. Um, yeah. Like beautifully round, just with nothing mm-hmm. in them. And then mm-hmm. at the nine week – there was the baby in that baby sack and then there were the mm-hmm. two and they were starting to kind of like morph into – I guess they like – they're not – you know, as they kind of – as your body yeah. absorbs them, they stop being perfectly round and they kind of start like morphing as they like get okay. absorbed by your – like by your body in the placenta, which is just crazy. And then they said they did see just kind of a little extra one like hanging out. <laughs> Wild, and I was like, "Oh my god, our bodies are insane!" Yeah, that that is even possible. It's crazy, but 
I'm praying so hard over this little baby. And you know, hopefully, hopefully when this comes out, you know, I'll be able to have to share an update. And I'm so sorry you have to go through this again. Like, I just really, I mean, there, it's like a blessing and a curse. It's like you yeah. have like the beautifulness of new life, and also like why the like why does this? Yeah, and it really again. just makes my mind spiral. Is yeah, what it's doing. Of is like. You know, I guess I did want to go to like the worst case. Yeah, I guess I, guess I did have a pretty just... normal, like healthy pregnancy with Knox, but I was technically mm-hmm. high risk until after the genetic testing because of what happened with the first. And then and then I had low lying placenta. So then I was I had to like rest until Will I was you like, be high risk after your next CVS or if everything comes back good, you'll go back to low risk. Yeah. I don't think I'm technically like classified as high risk right now. I think it's just okay. because that the midwife at the practice didn't know about the genetic testing potentially being messed up that mm, she was yeah. like, okay, this isn't just a standard pregnancy. So I want to pass her off to like the best person that can give her the most accurate information, especially with just with my history. Um, So I think that's why they passed me to the high risk. My OB in Boston was like, you would not be considered high risk here. Um, So I have to remind myself of all of those things that like this does happen. It happens more than people know. Um, and I guess a lot of twins, like apparently a lot of twins could have actually been triplets or quadruplets or triplets that could have been, you know, apparently this yeah. does happen pretty often too. with multiples. Yeah. Which is wow. crazy. Oh my gosh. Okay. So this is launching and so you guys are listening right now. It's end of March. So when are you due? So the due date is technically September 6th. Um, because I'm so close together, my C-sections will be less than 15 months apart. Um, there's no hope. Is there like a limit on that with C-section? Like, because you had one before, there's like a time limit of when you... Yeah. If you, if you have a C-section and you want to go for a VBAC, they recommend at least a year in between the C-section and getting pregnant. Um, it's Mm. better if you can do 18 months in between having your C-section and getting pregnant. Um, so I technically got pregnant six months after my C-section. So, which is nuts. The surgeries are going to be less than 15 months apart, um, because Knox was born Mm. June 8th and this baby is due September 6th, but the C-section will likely be at 39 weeks. So it'll probably be around Mm -hmm. August 30th. Oh my gosh. You're going to crush it, Mama. It's going to be amazing. Yeah. I I don't know if you guys on here that have multiples. um, I was telling Sarah last night, my sister's my nieces, my sister's girls are 16 months apart and it's so awesome to watch because they're like the bestest of friends ever. So, and honestly, like you've been given this gift and are just going to do such amazing things with it. You know, it's going to be amazing. How are you feeling like with it? I feel okay. I feel like physically, I physically, I feel okay. I've the, I've had a fairly mellow first trimester, which has been nice. I've been really, really tired. Like tired isn't even the word 
exhausted isn't even the word. There needs to be a new word um, for the level of exhaustion. And you have an eight-month-old. Like you're being a mama to an eight-month-old and also in your first trimester. Yeah. Thankfully, I haven't been nauseous. Thankfully, I haven't thrown up. Thankfully, I haven't had very many food aversions um, or even weird cravings. Did you have any of that with Knox? Yeah. And with winter, I had like crazy food aversions and and a lot of nausea. I never – I didn't throw up with either of them, um, but I felt like I was going to like all day long. Um, and I haven't really felt like that this time, which – has been nice. And I'm I'm like, I'm 10 weeks now. So hopefully I'm kind of like getting into second trimester. Um, well, I'm proud of you for sharing because I know, I know how hard it is, especially like with us being in this space, you know, like that's something that, well, granted we, you have a baby and I'm pregnant. So we're kind of coming in into this already, you know, yeah, with first. our miracle. Yeah. Little, little loves, um, you know, so we know it's hard regardless, like possibly even listening to us that we even have been given what you guys are praying for. But like Sarah said in the beginning, hopefully it just gives you guys hope that after loss, you know, what's possible and that our bodies are truly magnificent, you know, so many traumatic things and yet come out and, and, and be given, you know, what we want so bad. So I'm excited for you. I know. I'm part of me is like, oh, I wish that this would come out a little bit sooner. I don't actually, but <laughs> part of me is like, because then, you know, I could have those added prayers. But I mean, who knows? By the time this comes out, I may have said something more publicly. I'm not sure. I'm also Yeah, it, was, that was my next question. Are you gonna when are you I know we've talked about like the twelve week rule, like all the yeah. things. Well, it's funny because when we were What are you feeling around that? When we recorded <laughs> that episode, I knew I was pregnant. That yeah, I'm like just thinking that right now. Um, I'm like, wait. <laughs> I was still really processing though, because for me, we were not trying to get yeah. pregnant. In fact, I was hoping that I wouldn't be pregnant for my wedding. And, you know, it, it is absolutely a blessing. And um, at the end of the day, like, I'm going to be pregnant at my wedding and and that, you know, is going to be my story and that's going to be beautiful. And, um, and I've really come around to it now. But when I first found out, I was like – I was just like, we're not ready for this yet. Um that was kind of my immediate reaction. And so it took me a little while to kind of process it. I needed some time to process it on my own. And, um, and I think that's part of why I like waited to tell anybody because I just wanted to like internally process it myself. So I, as of now, the plan is I've, we've told Matt's parents, we've told my dad, um, my mom and my sister are coming down to Florida in a couple of days. So, um, I'm going to tell them in person. And then I think I might say it as part of my vows at my wedding. Um, I'll be 11 weeks. So I think, yeah, I, I have it as of right now, I have it written into my vows, um, to just say it kind of like casually and not make it a huge thing. But I also, I am not going to go through my wedding pretending that I'm not pregnant. Like I'm not going to pretend to drink. I'm not going to pretend like, you know, I think that that's, that for me is part of, um, it's kind of freeing since going through loss because I'm like, 
you know, I don't need to keep this a secret. I don't need to put pressure on myself to pretend anything is happening that isn't. And, you know, hopefully when this episode comes out, I'll be 16 weeks pregnant and everything will be going great. Um, but if that isn't the case, then then that's my reality. And, you know. See, this is like the loss, pregnancy after loss mindset, you yeah. guys. Like all the fears and doubts. I was like, hopefully at 16, you know, when this comes out, everything will be good. And, and like, it's so crazy mm-hmm. how much it like, yeah. Cause any, messes with anyone us. else, really- anyone else would be like, I'll be 16 yeah. weeks when this comes out. Yeah. It's going to be great. Yeah. And, but you just can't like, it's like, I think until you're like 20 yeah. weeks and you go to the anatomy scan and like, everything's good. You really don't have that like reassurance of like, I'm trying to think silver lining because with this CVS, I will get 100% answers so that will awesome. give me a little bit of peace of mind because I will then at least 100% know that like genetically this baby is perfect. And I think that, the, I think that that for me will give me a little bit of peace of mind, like going, even going into like the 20 week yeah. anatomy scan. So hopefully, hopefully that's a silver lining of having to do that. How was Matt when you first met? Like, did you just like miss your period and you're like, oh shit? <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> and then like yeah, oh I gosh. I got my period back at 12 weeks, like exactly 12 weeks after I had Knox, and then it was perfectly regular. Um yeah. like a like a perfect 28-day cycle every time. Um so mm-hmm. yeah, so my period didn't show up and I was like, "Oh no." Um, and then I let it go for a couple days and I was like, oh, you know, maybe this, maybe that. And it just, it didn't show up. So I was like, okay, I I have to take a pregnancy test. And I was telling Matt the whole time. I was like, I think I'm a little bit late. I think I'm late. I think I'm a couple days late. So he was prepped and he was like, he was like, amazing. Let's have another baby. (laughs) And I was like, I don't know I want my body to go through this so soon again. Um, and then I took a pregnancy test when he was at the gym one morning um, when I got up to get Knox out of bed and um, it said pregnant. And then he just came home and I was like, I'm pregnant. And oh. that was it. Well, that's – I love it. No, and that's like the most beautiful thing. Like that's what we all want for each other, right, is just to be able to – grow and continue to have these beautiful families that we deserve, you know, and you give me hope. I mean, even like I'm going to be 34 when this baby's born. I'm my next pregnancy is technically quote unquote going to be a, you know, this one is quote unquote a geriatric pregnancy. Yeah. I'll be. <laughs> and that's crazy. I hear the word geriatric. I'm like, what are you trying to say? <laughs> they haven't technically said that word to me, but I know that if you have, if the due date is past your 35th birthday, it's technically a geriatric pregnancy. And yeah. I'll turn 35 on August 19th and I'll likely have this baby on like August 30th. Um, mm-hmm. So technically it is. After you go through loss, it's really like, if that's the plan, yeah. that's the plan. And I'm so freaking yeah. happy. Like if I, I mean, granted, I'll, I I don't really know my next steps with everything. I don't know if I have to go through, like, I have to have this baby first, but like do the same mm-hmm. steps that I did last time to 
if we choose to have, you know, number two, but we have, we're going to be very similar in the sense of like, like I have to have mine back to back because I have a low egg reserve. So, um, my doctor is pretty much like, I'm not telling you, you have to come back here at like five months postpartum losing your mind. And like, let's do this all over again, you know, but I'm, I'm telling you, you can't wait like two years and you know, if you want to wait two years, we got to freeze your eggs. I'm like, cool. KK. <laughs> so if I am blessed with an accidental pregnancy, that would be, yeah. and it, everything's good. Like, oh, such yeah. a blessing. It's amazing. Yeah. For us, we had always said that we maybe wanted three. So I knew that we were going to mm-hmm. have to do a back-to-back situation. Um, yeah. Yeah. And then if, It'll be so if we still want three, we will have to wait a year and a half. So I'll be like almost 37 when we're try with if we try again but I'm starting to feel like we might we might be good after two but we'll see. Yeah. We'll see. But time will we'll tell. See. But I'm excited for Thank you. you. We're going to have all the littles together and encourage all the other mamas out there that it's possible for them too, you know. I know. I'm like, "Oh, should I find out the gender? Do you like not knowing?" I do. Ever, I mean, I think the the later I get into it, I mean, we're already this far, so I'm like so ready to yeah. know, you know, especially doing like the nursery and everything. But no, it's honestly just been it's been special not knowing. Yeah. A part of part of me is like, would I would I feel closer to the baby if I knew like what it was to like say like, hi little girl, hi little yeah. boy, like I can't wait to meet you, son or daughter, whatever. But I don't know. I, I don't. It's just like you're my I. You guys follow me. It's baby O. It's baby O in here, you know? (laughs) So I feel like it's just as special. And I just, I'll let you guys know on probably a a podcast shortly after this. Like, I mean, it's going to be the most special when the child comes out and and they get to say to you, like, it's Uh, a boy or it's a girl. mm -hmm. Like, that. I've watched so many birth videos. That must just be the craziest moment. Like the the weight there must be worth it was, for that moment. Absolutely. I mean, I I mean, I'm hoping. <laughs> yeah. There was one. This woman, like, she just obviously like, pulls baby out from between her legs and just puts it on her chest, and she's like, literally just gave birth out of birth, like in a tub, yeah. and is like, her body's like in shock, like what the heck just happened, and is just like holding the baby, and like you could tell her husband's like. What is it? <laughs> I want to know. And she's just like pulling the baby on her chest, like just breathing, Aww. like oh my gosh, oh my gosh. And, and like five minutes later, she's like, oh wait. And she's like, it's a boy. Aww. And then like holds the baby. And it's just like for a minute, she didn't even care. Yeah. And I think that's the biggest thing. Yeah. It's like, I don't even care yeah. what it is. I'm just going to be so happy that I have a healthy mm-hmm. baby earth side. And then we'll see. So I don't know. You might, you'll have to figure out what you want to do. I know. <laughs> I like. I know. It. I'm going back and forth. Matt really wants to know, and I'm going back and forth. We'll see. Let me know. <laughs> all right. Well, I'm excited for you. Thank you. I think that's it. I think that that's all we got for today. That's that's all of my yeah. updates, and um, I'll keep you guys updated on everything that happens. And we'll. It's crazy when this launches. I will have a baby. I know. In my yeah. That's so crazy. That is pretty to crazy about. to think about. We have a lot of updates coming for you guys. Yeah. (laughs) Next few. We'll keep you posted. All right. We'll talk to you next episode. Bye, guys. Thanks for listening. It would mean everything to us if you'd rate, review, and subscribe. 
You can find us, your hosts, on Instagram at Meg Och, M-E-G-O-C-C-H, and at SJ Silk, S-J-S-I-L-K, and follow at Meant to Be Mama underscore podcast for all podcast-related updates. Our biggest goal is to create community in this space. So feel free to DM us, introduce yourself, and share your stories if you're open to it. You can also find our private Meant to be Mama community by requesting us on Facebook and searching Meant to be Mama podcast community. You can find all of these links in the show notes. See you next episode.